Christian Capel joins us, Washington Huskies writer for The Athletic. He's on the Sprint Special guest line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Christian, good morning. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing well. So Washington is three games into the season, and they beat Eastern Washington, blew them out like they were supposed to, and they blew out Hawaii at home like they were supposed to, but they lost to Cal, although that was a bizarro game with a long delay and went well past midnight and until 1.30 in the morning Pacific time. So what do you really know about Washington? How much is this a rebuilding year, and how much have they reloaded, and they're going to be a major factor in the conference race? I think it's a, it's a rare sort of rebuilding year where – I still wouldn't rule out the possibility of them winning the Pac-12 North and competing for a, a conference championship. And what I mean when I say that is they're rebuilding in the sense that they have a new starting quarterback and they lost their all-time leading rusher at tailback and they lost nine defensive starters and included among that is a bunch of guys who were taken in the NFL draft. But the, the players who are replacing all those guys are really, really talented who – um, coaches have felt really, really good about. It's just that they're relying on them to be big-time players at the Pac-12 level for the first time and be full-time starters for the first time and all those sorts of things. So I think that the coaching staff and, and fans feel really good about where the talent level is at on this team. Um, but you're seeing, uh, especially in that Cal game, that it's it's going to take a minute for some of that some of that some uh, those new starters to gel on the defensive side maybe figure out which of those young guys are going to be able to contribute the most right away right now, which of their sort of young playmakers offensively need to be on the field and need to be given more opportunities. So um, it, it's, it does feel a little bit like a rebuilding year just because, you know, I, I don't think anyone ever felt like this was truly a, a playoff contender type team this season. Um, but I still think that there's optimism that they can compete for a conference championship. One of the weapons I see on offense is the tight end, Hunter Bryant. He's been having injuries in his college career, but so far it looks to be pretty good. He's a big-time player. How much do you think they're going to increase their production from him as the season goes on? Yeah, this is um, this is the best that, that he's probably ever looked in terms of like stringing together consecutive games of, of really solid performances. Um, you know, you could tell Jacob Easton really looks to him. I think he's probably their, their most dynamic pass catcher right now. Um, you know, he's, it's interesting. Uh, he's, uh, he's only 6'2", so you don't think of him as being like this big, massive player at the tight end position compared to some of the guys they put in the NFL recently. But he's by far their, their best pass catcher they've had at that position since Austin Safarian Jenkins. So um, he's... Uh, He's a threat, you know. He's he's one of the reasons I think, combined with with Jacob Eason's arm strength and, and sort of his pedigree as a former five star guy, why people thought that they could really improve the downfield passing game this year, um, even with the new starting quarterback. And that's kind of borne out, you know. I think mean, Eason made a, a nice easy throw to him up the seam for a forty seven yard touchdown early in their their game against Hawaii, and um, he's had a couple of other really big chunk plays. He's a guy that the defense has to be aware of, you know, on every single down. And when you're getting that from one of your starting tight ends, um, you know, I think that helps stretch the field a little bit. So I would expect Jacob Eason to, to continue to look to him quite a bit. Christian Capel joining us, Washington Huskies writer for The Athletic. Is it as simple as the Huskies would be 3-0 and right now if they had just been better in the red zone against Cal? Yeah, it sure seems that way. And 
it's interesting because the red zone was a big time issue for them last year. I mean, I think they scored touchdowns only on like 58% of their trips, which was really bad. I mean, nationally that ranked near the bottom. Um, and there was, you couldn't really identify one issue. I mean, they would have, they'd get it, they'd get down there, they'd move the ball, they'd be putting together a nice drive and they'd have a holding penalty. They would back them up and set them behind the chains and, they'd have to kind of scramble to, to settle for a field goal. And against Cal, you know, it really wasn't like they'd get down there and, and just try to run the ball three times and get stuffed and, you know, oh, well. They get down there and, and it's it's third and goal and they've got an easy touchdown throw from Eason to Andre Bocelli on a scramble drill, but Bocelli just doesn't keep his foot down in the end zone against the sideline and lands out of bounds, so they got to settle for three. And then they've got a fourth and one at the two-yard line and they had success all day in, in um, you know third and fourth and short situations, and um, a, a tight end moves and gets a false start penalty, so they got to settle for a field goal there. And had a bunch of drop passes, and yeah, it was just I think you know any game you lose by one point, I mean you can go back and find one or two or three or four plays where off oh, this had gone different or that had gone different, but it sure felt like in that game and in the red zone in particular there were multiple tangible solid examples of like if this receiver gets his foot down this is a totally different game if this guy doesn't jump here on fourth and one this is a totally different game so i think they really felt like their errors coming out of that game were self-inflicted so cal doesn't have a potent offense and then the other teams that they played i don't know that they're fair judgment of talent regarding uh the washington defense I'm wondering since they we know that they had the nine starters that they need to replace, and I know Miles Bryant is a, is a, another one of these great defensive backs that's going to probably play in the NFL. But how would you evaluate them defensively so far? Yeah, I think that the real disappointing thing for them coming out of the Cal game was just how poorly they tackled. And you know, Jimmy Lake, the defensive coordinator, would would point out probably that that wasn't a, a game-long issue necessarily, but there were two touchdown drives, the only two touchdowns that Cal scored, both in the third quarter on consecutive possessions where it just seemed like their running backs were, were bouncing off every arm tackle attempt that, that the Huskies' defense threw at them and, and spinning, out of, you know, spinning out of tackles and guys not wrapping up. And, um, you know, you saw – I think you saw some of the youth show up. You know, they've got some young guys um, playing – at the outside linebacker position, and, and there were maybe some, some contained busts that you don't normally see from this defense. Um, you know, they're, they're not real deep or experienced at linebacker. They, they are starting two seniors up the middle there, but they're full-time starters for the first time, and, um, you know, they're, they're rotating in a couple of redshirt freshmen behind those guys who I think fans are, are kind of wanting to see more of as those guys get more and more experience under their belt. And so, you know, I, I think you're, you've maybe seen guys get out of their gaps or, or not fit the run uh, totally perfectly more often than last year. I, I think it was easy to take for granted with a guy like Ben Burkirvin at linebacker that he was just going to clean everything up. I and mean, he made so many tackles, and I think he was able to kind of mask the, the few issues that they did have. And, and so now you take that guy out of the equation, and I think people are seeing kind of just how valuable he was at that inside linebacker spot. So... Um, you know, they, they still haven't allowed more than 20 points in a game, which I, I don't think is, is anything to complain about. Um, the third quarter has been an issue coming out of the locker room. You know, Hawaii went right down and, and scored a couple touchdowns on consecutive possessions on them, and just, just like Cal did the week before. So, uh, you know, I don't know if 
if that's a major concern for them yet or, or what, or if there's just adjustments they're not catching up to, or if there are things that, you know, they're, they're trying that, that aren't working or, or kind of what the deal is. But I, I think if you're looking for, for flaws defensively so far, that third quarter would be one that shows up for a lot of people. Christian Capel, Washington Huskies writer for The Athletic, joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You know, going back to that whole rebuild, reload thing, they had eight guys drafted. Two of them were corners. Did they at least reload a corner, or are they a little vulnerable there? Is there somebody capable of giving up a big play? Could BYU maybe exploit that? I think that they they still feel really good about how talented their secondary is just because they've recruited that position so well. Um, you know, they are starting a redshirt freshman at corner in, in Kyler Gordon, who he maybe got picked on a little bit against Cal, but um, yeah, I think he's he's still obviously very talented and, and still a guy who they think has a very bright future in front of him. He's, he's the best athlete on the team, and you know had a, a forty-plus inch vertical leap at their team combine, and is you know very fast, very quick feet, very athletic. So um, you know, I, I think he's just he's one of those guys like um, you know like Cam Williams, who's a true freshman that they're starting at safety, um, who. They expect to get better as the season goes along, but early on, there's going to be some growing pains, and, and yeah, there's there's going to be some imperfection, and there's going to be probably a, a couple opportunities for opponents. But um, you know, the other the other starting corner is a junior named Keith Taylor, who I think probably would have started on most other defenses in the conference last year. A guy they've really liked for a long time. I, you know, I think he's probably next in line for in, in the, the NFL cornerback uh, machine that Jimmy Lake is putting together here. So, um, you know, and Elijah Molden, another junior who's played a lot but is, is a full-time starter for the first time. He's at nickel, and they've moved Miles Bryant. Obviously, they're their one senior back to safety. So um, they, they've got a, an interesting mix of, of youth and experience there, uh, along with the, with the one veteran, Miles Bryant, who's played a bunch. So, um, you know, I, I think as they continue to gel and they continue to grow, there might be some some growing pains, sort of like you saw a little bit in the 2014 season when you know really really talented group of players like Buda Baker and Sidney Jones and Kevin King kind of took their lumps a little bit early on, but by the end of the year you could see that that was going to be a really great defense. Yeah, I could, I could maybe see a, a few games where it goes that way this year. So Eason, the quarterback, he. He basically hasn't played for two years, if you look at it, with uh, not much and 17 and then redshirting and all that. And so now he's in there, and he didn't play well against Cal, at least statistically anyway. As much as I can remember, I kept falling asleep during the game. It was on so late. Uh, what What is his progression to where he's, people thought he would be at this point, and is he there? I would say he's a little bit ahead of where – the cautiously optimistic fans probably thought he'd be by now. And I thought he'd be, I thought they'd be playing a little bit more safe with him and maybe be relying on the quick game a little more and limiting the deep shots downfield and limiting decision-making. But, um, you know, they've, they've opened things up some, you know, the Cal game is a little bit of a different story. That's obviously a really, really tough defense. And especially in the back end, that's not a secondary. You want to just be, you know, pushing the ball 30 yards downfield every play against. Um, I think fans were a little frustrated that they, they didn't take more chances in that game, that they weren't a little bit more aggressive with their play calling. But against Hawaii, against Eastern Washington, I mean, you've, you've seen exactly why everybody was excited about Jacob Eason. And the first thing you notice is the arm strength. 
And, you know, that's not just, oh, he, he can he can throw it 70 yards in the air on these go balls instead of 55 or whatever. It's, oh, he can fit this, this 15-yard out, you know, into a mailbox, and he can put it right on the receiver before the DB even has a chance to react. And the ball gets to the receiver in time for him to gather it, collect himself, and look upfield before the DB is on him already. And, um, you know, he had a, a 37-yard touchdown pass to Aaron Fuller. Uh, against Hawaii with one-on-one coverage, just Fuller just kind of running uh, along the, the middle of the end zone there, and he he put it in a spot where only he could get it, and he really wasn't all that wide open. And you know, I, I don't know that there's another quarterback they've had who could make that pass without the defender being able to cut it off and and get an interception. So there's just been a handful of throws like that where you're like, okay, yeah, this this guy's different. This guy gives the offense a little bit of a different look. He he can just he can make some things happen with his arm that you, you just don't see from a lot of guys in college football. Okay, so he's got all the physical tools. Uh, BYU dropped eight against USC and was able to uh, come up with three interceptions. Do you think they can do something like that, confuse him with zone blitzes, drop eight, or is he got, uh, has he got all that stuff wired? I think he is the kind of guy who is going to struggle if you can get pressure on him, which is you know, kind of no doubt. I don't know that there's any quarterback who – doesn't struggle when when he's faced with it, with consistent pressure, but um, you know he's. I think his escapability is a little better than you might assume, but he's still not the most mobile guy. Um, so if he's having to move out of the pocket, or if, if he can't set his feet and go through his progressions and go through his reads, um, I think he's going to have a hard time kind of you know creating things outside the pocket. Uh, and you saw that a little bit against Cal. I think he was he was sacked three times in that game and pressured a bunch and um you know i i I just think that uh washington's receiver core right now isn't to the point where you can rely on them to get early easy separation against physical defensive backs and and you know create situations where they're they're open so early in the play that it's it's just an easy read for him and and he can make the throw before the pressure gets there so I, i just think uh teams that can can confuse them with blitzes or even just push the pocket with with four guys um, are going to have a lot more success probably than the teams that try to drop a bunch into coverage. Um, but you know they, they haven't really seen that yet, so it, it would be interesting. You know what the answers would be or what, what sort of options the coaches would try to give him against a team that tries to just load that second level and, and make things difficult that way. Well, speaking of receivers, uh, Utah's own Pukunuku. Every time he catches a ball, it's a touchdown. <laughs> That's right. One hundred, yeah, one for one. Um, boy, you talk about a guy that UW fans are just clamoring to see more, and it's been that way from day one. And you know, Chris Peterson, I think before the season even started, you could tell a little bit just from some of the run he was getting in fall camp, made it clear that yeah, this is a guy who's probably not going to redshirt. And with that sort of being known, I think people were a little bit frustrated how little he played in their first two games, especially with the way that some of the, the starting receivers were dropping the ball against California. You know, this is a guy who's who's a little bit taller, a little bit more physical, kind of has that catch radius. You know, obviously everybody's seen his high school film and just the crazy numbers he put up down there and, and um, just his ability to go up and get the ball, attack the ball, high point the ball, make plays. I mean, that's exactly the kind of player that this receiver core has really been lacking the last couple of years. And so I, I think especially especially now, especially coming off the Cal game, and then you, you add in the, the fact that 
yeah, he's he got a touchdown pass. Literally the only time he's been targeted in his career. I think people are are really eager to see more of him. And Chris Peterson has has made pretty clear too that they plan on getting him in the games more. Um, you know, for a true freshman, I think it's just a matter of picking up the offense and understanding your blocking assignments and knowing exactly where you're supposed to be on every play and what your job is and all those things. And I think that the more he progresses that way, the more they're going to have to put him on the field because uh, he's just he's, he's a natural playmaker. He's a guy who's going to make things happen when the ball's in the air. So um, I don't think they can afford to leave him on the sidelines for too much longer. Well, Christian, uh, we appreciate a few minutes. You want to make a pick for the game or is that not the kind of thing you do? Uh, I, I don't mind. I haven't really thought about it yet. I might have to get back to you on that one. <laughs>